episode of Good Sheilas is proudly supported by Nest Legal. Nest Legal are Northcote's loveliest lawyers, helping the good women of Melbourne move on from bad relationships, find new homes and make an estate plan that protects their people. They are all female, bar one feminist bloke, and their goal is to make the law less shit for people who need it. Their prices are all fixed and on their website, like a pizza shop. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> their website lets you get it all sorted from the couch at 8pm if you want to. Or if you need family law advice, but there is nowhere private or safe in your home to do a video conference, you can have a phone strategy session while you're on your daily walk. Moving on with your life one step at a time. Get started at nestlegal.com.au. Fun fact about Claire. After majoring in English and drama at high school, Claire decided that the best career for her would be a Russian-speaking economist. (laughs) Despite growing up in landlocked Western Creek in Canberra and being abundantly monolingual, she failed every subject, in large part due to the bucket bongs and being 17 years old and still decidedly not a Russian-speaking economist. What were you thinking? I thought I was going to be a Russian-speaking economist. You were definitely, definitely not. Stradzowitskia. <laughs> and that means hello. I would have loved to have seen the people in your class and be like, why is that child here? Yeah. Why is she so stoned? <laughs> Ordering McDonald's. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Good Sheilas, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes all of us tick. We're all of us, all of us, all of us. Exactly, all of us, all of us. We're excited. Goodbye lockdown. (laughs) I'm Bron, a Melbourne comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights hoyer. (laughs) (laughs) And we're longtime friends. Recently broken up, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that has kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for good sheilas. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Episode 31, can you believe it? Episode 31, I cannot. We are still making eye contact. It is a Christmas miracle. And on a day of miracles, mate, what are we going to say? We are alive again, Melbourne. This afternoon, Man Andrews put on his North Face <laughs> and told us to get on the beers. Yes, it's been 112 days of lockdown here in Victoria, and it feels like one million years at least. At least, mate. We've not been able to trim our vaginas or bronze moustache. <laughs> I hate when you say trim your vagina. It sounds so painful. Stop doing that. And why does it keep growing? Claire's personality has gotten much much worse (laughs) no doubt about it so we've navigated friendships through zoom and tinder relationships that have gone from high dtf to let's be intimate partners in five minutes (laughs) we've endured nighttime curfews a one hour exercise limit and a ban on traveling more than five kilometers from our home the hallowed halls of kmart and Bunnings. No. We're close to us. <laughs> I've been able I haven't been able to gently roll out AstroTurf on my lawn since July. July? I know. Oh, my children have not held a new novelty cup 
with the face of Bluey or Buzz Lightyear oh, since yeah. the early days of winter. Kmart has suffered. Yes, I have suffered. <laughs> it's been <laughs> terrifying. Our relationships could never have survived the number of walking lunges I've had to pull off by myself if I didn't have to talk to you. <laughs> what did I say then? It's been very, very <laughs> difficult, mate. Once we did try to walk together in an exercise one hour and enjoy nighttime drink on a frigid August <laughs> evening. And what happened, <laughs> Roman? It was disaster. <laughs> we thought it was such a good idea. Such a smart idea. Both of us were just like totally ready to climb the walls of our house. Yeah. Like, let's have some normalcy. Like, it's fine. We used to drink in your warm lounge Room, but now let's go for a walk outside with masks and Chardonnay and drinking water bottles. And you you brought a straw. You asked me to bring a straw. I was like, fine, Claire, you're useless. I'll bring a straw. I brought you a straw and your enormous drink bottle full to the like, like full with like Chardonnay. Three liters. <laughs> Could the straw couldn't reach the liquid, and so you were like devastated. So every like back, I don't know five steps, we had to stop and pull the mask down so you could drink, guzzle your drink, and we'll frozen and in the end we were like let's never do this again it was a glorious evening <laughs> <laughs> we've worked awkwardly from home in front of teams meetings mate oh my god fuck teams meetings mate and we've tried to maintain any level of connect caring connect we're out of lockdown ooh, ooh, still having strokes we did not care and we did not connect with our colleagues but we continued to gather our paychecks <laughs> look i don't have colleagues so i just tutoring kids and then that was so he well, technically fa- they're your colleagues well, they're are they not- mums your colleagues <laughs> no i'm the boss of everyone okay perfect and that's why i'm on the big bucks no but it was very into i must say i was because i was tutoring kids usually i go to the school or something but this was in the i was basically sitting in their bedroom with them and so it was um, me in my spare room and them in their bedroom and they often look like they just rolled out of bed and it was very too intimate for me I must too say much. and that team meeting was gross and you know, they're like why are you wearing your Pokemon onesie again Bron you're like because I love Pikachu I'm like who's the boss here bitch let's learn I love my colleague <laughs> we pretended to homeschool our children while we pretended to have even half the level of cognition as a prep teacher but as as of tomorrow, mate, as of the 27th of October, what a glorious day. The day that Stalin died and Princess Diana was christened. I <laughs> made those completely no, up. I think they're definitely They're true. definitely right Look, ones. when you're a Russian economist, you know things. <laughs> <laughs> it's from my PhD, but tomorrow we can go to Target, mate, and we can buy a stretchy bra and a mid-range strappy dress that will shrink up to the first wash and for price. only forty dollars. <laughs> Hallelujah! What a place! What a time to be alive! We can also go to any two-dollar shop and buy fake flowers to replace all the ones our partners didn't buy us. <laughs> I've gotten so many not flowers from my partners. Many, many non-flowers. Oh, my God, so many non-flowers. <laughs> we can go to the pub and drink beer that tastes like February. Oh, with wait staff that haven't been paid since February. There's so many haven't looked at since February. Oh, my gosh, with a mask on. Oh, my God, mate. How the <laughs> heck are we going to remember how to socialise? 
what does it feel like now after 112 days of hard lockdown to interact with other humans, Bron? Oh, it's actually not as fun as you'd think. No, really. It's <laughs> not right. You see people that you haven't seen in ages and you think that there's like a flood of information, right? And you end up just being like... Totally. Exactly. I'm making a face like, you know what the face is. It's like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? (laughs) Yeah, imagery on radio is the best. Where's not on radio? (laughs) It's the opposite of the radio. (laughs) Well, they can't see you, Claire, and that's it. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Uh, Look, I think when we see people that we, like, everyone's changed. Like, I. I ran it up, um, hung out with my friend the other day and she's lost so much weight and I'm like wow you look amazing and I've put on quite a bit of weight and she's like you look different and then we have to like kind of navigate this and everyone's super sensitive so I'm like what a bitch she's totally <laughs> being mean to me what and, a slut yeah exactly what a skinny bitch what and, a skinny whore exactly I'm talking <laughs> about you Doris and then <laughs> she was <laughs> Shout out to Doris. Yeah, what legend. You skinny for. Yeah, but it's, but we've all, and then, so we actually, when we try, we've actually talked about this on the podcast before, is trying to talk to people without talking about what they look like. Yeah, so hard. Instead of saying, you look this, or you look whatever, and I know that people, sometimes the things that come out of people's faces aren't that good, like, you look tired. And everyone's like, when they look at me, they're like, Claire, you look scary. What? what do you mean? I'm the spooky witch. <laughs> it's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween since February. <laughs> Claire, you look lonely. <laughs> but it, so I think that we, but we actually don't know. Usually our filters are a little bit intact. Okay. Li- okay. Mine is usually a little bit intact. Yours like is way your hymen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You exactly. See what I'm talking about? Filter. See, you have done well. I am fucked. You are. Fucked. I am not going to be okay. But what? What do you think you're going to be? You're, you are <laughs> awkward at the best of times. I know. I am. I get really anxious when there's silences, and I always feel a pressure. Like I get really stressed out if I don't think people are having a fun time, and then I blame myself. Yeah, it's the best when you come to my house and Lucas isn't in like the best mood, or he's a bit stressed and he's thinking about work, whatever, and you just talk at him. <laughs> hey, Lucas, this is my jumper i like your hair are those your original eyes they're lovely <laughs> and then you had always that many teeth my name's claire it's called secure attachment <laughs> look it up i'm lonely <laughs> i love you i'm on tinder <laughs> i'm very fitness it's <laughs> like why do you keep me fighting a robot <laughs> she's the worst um i caught up with some friends of the weekend that i hadn't seen since beginning of lockdown and I was really looking forward to seeing them because it had been quite a while. And we're close, like we've been away together before. And we just, we were all just so unused to hanging out together Mm. that we were just completely overwhelmed. I think we said to each other, it's so great to see you about 12 times. Yeah, oh, because you're feeling in the gaps and you have to. Yeah, and we were just just really like, like they'd got a dog, I got a dog, and it was really lovely. But at the same time, we'd all just completely forgotten how to be people, human people. You just talk about the dogs. We talked a lot about the dogs. People do is they just talk about dogs. How many months is it? Do you brush its teeth? Are you still breastfeeding? <laughs> Can I brush its teeth? Was hair? it a natural birth? <laughs> you dog people are so weird. I love my dog. Great. Yeah, it's, I think I think it's going to be a really long adjustment period. And uh, um, I got sent this really interesting article this afternoon because I was texting a mate 
about what I felt. And like, there was this moment of like, just sheer relief. And I think watching the press, everyone got quite tear and emotional. And then there was a brief sense of euphoria. And then I just felt kind of numb. And I was like, oh my God, so much is going to go back to normal. What is normal? Do I remember what normal looks like? How do I function? And someone sent me this article, which was like, um, reintegration anxiety. And mm. it's a thing that they experienced in New Zealand because they had a shorter lockdown. Fuck you guys. Yes. But it was harder and faster. No, it so was not harder. No, I mean, like, it was, like, it's strict, more strict. I just pounded my fist into my other hand, which meant it's strict. <laughs> that that's was, what I do when I'm wearing... It's a visual radio show. <laughs> well, it's sad. there's a sound effect to it. You oh, can't, that's right. There's you no can't, sound you can't mimic face. that. It's just, like, pounding <laughs> the flesh of our souls. Yes. But they, were, they, exactly. they had issues with reintegrating where people got really anxious, and I experienced it for the first time. I was like, oh, God, I can't actually articulate what I feel right now but it is a level of anxiety because I've gotten so used to it and I don't enjoy it so used to this tiny little life that I have you know in my little bubble and the idea of going back into the world after such a long time feels really quite overwhelming and socializing is a part of that right because so much of how we interact with each other is learned behavior you learn how to kind of bounce off other people and reciprocate and respond to them and without those cues because we've been deprived of them right and Mm. we can't we can't have them properly through masks socializing becomes a bit more anxious Mm. and a bit more worrying yeah i've really i'm still struggling with the masks yeah i'm still wearing one don't worry but i do i i genuinely hate them yeah I hate them so 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 much one because i really like i'm out of breath all the time yeah and all because you're two, a marathon always <laughs> running your marathons cannot stop can't stop one stop <laughs> kilometer 41 <laughs> every day on my backyard <laughs> this is the best time of my life <laughs> yeah, my mask. no it is actually yeah the masks are quite tri- uh, tricky but uh, social situations you're right like you're trying to read like you know, are they smiling? Some people don't smile with their no, eyes. No, they don't. I don't because I got too much Botox, so that's awkward. <laughs> I'm just like, should I just squish them with my fingers so I look yeah, happy? That's a definitely. Have you ever tried to make out with someone through a mask? I've never done Me that. Me either. Shout out to our friends who are doing that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Have you ever tried to make love with someone through your mask? <laughs> I'm just trying to make conversation on our radio show, Bromwell. <laughs> It's called banter. It's called <laughs> this is ready. It's called sexual assault. <laughs> it's, called uh, it's so good. Uh, but we have. Uh, there has been 112 days, and surely we've learned something. Surely, mate. What have you learned about yourself, Claire Marshall? Uh, at the beginning of lockdown, you might remember that I was absolutely terrified. I knew of ghosts. a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> they're dead, but they're still here. How does that work? Crossover. Don't do it on the night. We're <laughs> scared. Stop <laughs> yelling at me. <laughs> yeah. And so you have made your <laughs> I worked through that trauma. I'm not at peace with them. Hi, Larry. Hi, Andrew. They're here with us right now. <laughs> they will not cross. <laughs> Larry and Andrew, they're the widest blokes ever. <laughs> Yes, they are my uncles. Larry used to be an accountant. <laughs> and Andrew loves to speak Russian. He's an economist. <laughs> He's dead now. <laughs> like my dreams. But what have you learned? So you were scared of what? Were you scared of? <laughs> 
Well, the ghost of my marriage, for starters. <laughs> well, we were t- we've talked about this again on the podcast before. We're very repetitive. Not very many new ideas here. <laughs> but um, at the beginning of, the lo- of lockdown, Wally and I were quite heightened. And I think it's because, you know, I definitely knew that it was the beginning of the end for us. And I remember when, after he left, just kind of being like a little black hole, just like collapsing into myself and being so horrified that I was all I had left. And I spent like a month um, when my girls weren't here, just drinking and watching telly all day long, Gilmore Girls Represent, which is a funny joke that I keep telling. Probably not that funny, to be honest, but it's <laughs> but pretty grim. Gilmore, yeah, I watched grim. I, almost was... all of my free time, I watched that show and drank. Or yeah. like it was, I was grieving. But um, it's such an odd way to grieve. I know, but right? like, I've never had to grieve a uh, marriage, so yeah, well, it was I a... could do something like talk to Lorelai. <laughs> but like, what would I do normally? Like, in a, like if it wasn't lockdown, I would have, you know, like, like I, I would have had yeah. people around me all the time. I couldn't do that, so it was just a desperately lonely situation. And I learned at the beginning that I did not like my own company at all. Mm. I didn't like it. And now I love it. Mm. Oh, my God. Hanging out with me is the best. <laughs> Sucked in for everyone who doesn't get to hang out with me, who isn't me. <laughs> I love how 50% of the people in that room, in the room are so sure of that. <laughs> you are not talking to the ghosts. Clearly. <laughs> Larry and Andrew love my company. They don't care. They're always here. <laughs> They're watching. <laughs> No, but it's it's actually been such a lovely thing because now I look forward to those bits where I'm just with me, and that's never I ne- actually never remember a point in my life when I've enjoyed my own company. Mm. Like, and I do the shit I like. Like, I read sci-fi novels and I listen to like science podcasts, and I potter around and like weed the garden sometimes less often than I should. And have long baths. Like, it's just lovely to be in my own company. And this is such a massive learning. I've learned that I actually like myself. And as, uh, for, as, a, as an almost 34 year old woman, women, <laughs> many of me, me and Larry and Andrew, <laughs> we love ourselves. And all the others. <laughs> like, that is such a gift because before this, I didn't have that. And, you know, being single and faced with aging and the reality that you know we will spend a lot of our lives alone I'm so grateful for that because I I don't think I would have had it without being separated and without navigating this lockdown by myself I've learned to enjoy my own company yeah Yeah. I think it would be quite nice to be by myself Mm. I have not had that I'm not comparing our situations and saying you're lucky um, or that I'm lucky, but it is a really hard thing for me to be like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, because sitting by myself sounds actually so nice, but also um, uh, Gilmore G- Girls sounds so bad. You don't know until you've been there, mate. I feel like I have been there. One time you tried to make me watch it, I and did. it was the worst night of my life. It probably was Second wasn't. to this. <laughs> Second to none. What about you, mate? What have you learned about yourself? 
Oh, look, I didn't have nearly as big a time as you. Um, I actually really liked spending time at home. And I, I know I got a bit sick of it and it got a bit boring. I know that Lucas hated it far more than I did. No, he's really struggled with oh it. Oh, my God, the amount of mantrams I've had to deal with. Oh, like, tell me about that. To tell the mantram. Oh, gosh. So he'll like. So he'll be like... <laughs> I love when he lived, ripped off the blinds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was insane. He's in the study and I was just in a different room being happy to be in my house and then I just heard this huge clump a, a huge bash and clatter whatever and I was like what the hell has happened thought he'd fallen off his chair and then I walk in and he was out of breath and the wooden blinds had been ripped off the wall and thrown onto the ground and I was like what well, you okay oh my god did they fall down he was like I don't like blinds <laughs> oh okay goodness. crazy but like it's even, it even happened this morning he was like what does this is before Dan Andrews had said the lockdown's over? Lucas was like, What does he want from us? What does he want? We can't do any more than we've done, Bron. And I was like, Okay, I don't understand why you're yelling at me. <laughs> I'll just call my friend Dan Andrews and <laughs> tell him this. This really Irish Polish guy says, He's <laughs> really unhinged. So I've had to just deal with I have to just let him go because it's if I'm gonna say, like, Stop talking. It's time for me to talk because I've got nothing to say. So I just have to be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But he's really, he's really hated it, which doesn't actually make, say many nice things about me. He's like, I can't wait to get out of this house. I can't wait. I just need to see my friends. I was like, I'm fine here. I'm having a very nice time. <laughs> but you've, I guess you've learned that you are really content with the family and the life that you've built. And that's a really lovely thing yeah. to learn. Look, I'm really excited to go, to leave Melbourne and Ooh, get out of we're here. Oh, the bar. Oh, Well, no, it hasn't been confirmed yet. So, what we, so Lucas and I have thought about moving to Brisbane because his family's there, and this time has really made us think like, we are really far away from all family, and actually, this winter has been excruciating. I don't know about you, but I'm so sick of this weather. I'm so sick of like, I've, so I've got Raynard's disease, which means that I can like the circulation's really bad. So if it gets cold, or um, sometimes even just a little bit chilly, I can't feel my fingers or my toes. Mm. And then this winter, because it went for 250 years. I was just like bashing my hands into things and like knocking things off tables and things. It's been uh, like the worst parts of being drunk and not actually drinking. Oh, that's so shit. The feeling like you've drunk all night the night before. Yeah, just being like, oh my God, this is worse. So I'm really looking forward to like feeling my hands, but I'm not the only person who's moving away like, so many people are absconding so many of our friends are like fuck this we're leaving we are losing victorians on mass and you yeah. can see even the rental properties like they are dirt cheap our friends are trying to move down to the coast and mm. they have applied for a whole bunch of properties and there are 70 80 people applying for properties in like port scene mm. you know talkie and all the other things that rhyme with those things i've got a walkie <laughs> talkie where do you live portkey <laughs> but yeah people like but it's not necessarily leaving victoria it's just leaving melbourne city yeah it's just been really it's been this really strange experience of being so close to people mm. but so disconnected so far away and if i pull on a bubble feels like we should be really like ingrained in our communities right and really interconnected but 
I've never felt lonelier than I have in the last 112 days or less connected mm. to the people around. And I'm so, look, I, I have many big feelings about the fact that you guys are moving into Brisbane, none that I'm willing to navigate it's not right confirmed, yet. but it is definitely. You guys are going. Um, it's going to happen and that's fine. I'm at peace with it. It's about me, remember? <laughs> so Everything is about me. Um, <laughs> but um, but I, I, like, I, I do, I'd, I'd leave too if I could. Like, I'm just... Melbourne's opening up again and I'm really delighted and I'm really proud of what we've done but there's so much grief we have to process collectively right Mm. and so much we have to navigate re-entering into the community that we've lost and you think about like it's like because I'm like okay I reckon I'll navigate it all right and there's going to be some awkward moments fine 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 but you have to think about the people who were super lonely during this time, which are not going to be the people who are not going to be able to deal with social situations. So they're going to be the people at cafes who are complaining really loudly because they're not processing the problem mm. at hand. They're processing a much bigger problem in a really unhealthy way and yelling at the 14-year-old mm. waitress who's mm. brought their focaccia a little bit undercooked. And so it's going to be it's going to be this really tumultuous yeah. place, I reckon. But on the flip side, there's going to be heaps of pretty stoked people at pubs. Yeah, and yeah, and pretty lit stories on Instagram of people freaking out. Like, local woman freaks out a cafe. Can't wait for all those freaking out videos. I can't wait for you to freak out <laughs> I at can't a cafe. wait till they freak out at Bullings. <laughs> Stop I do not like the length of this astroturf. <laughs> <laughs> it was softer before lockdown. <laughs> totally. I'm going to be crazy. This hammer isn't hard enough. <laughs> I want a hard hammer. <laughs> this mallet makes the bad noise <laughs> this mallet is too heavy i want a light one also what is a mallet <laughs> where am i where is mcdonald's <laughs> i miss lockdown i'm not coping yeah. um but also like you know levels of unemployment are still super high and like there are all these kind of socioeconomic effects that are going to roll on for years and years and years it's going to take a fucking long time for us all to recover as a state and I'm not surprised that people are leaving. And I think a lot of them will never come back because we've lost so much. I don't think that we did the wrong thing in locking down. I still believe in everything that happened. And I think yeah. the numbers as they are today. So of all of the second wave jurisdictions, mm. only Hong Kong, Singapore and Victoria have been able to control them Everybody else has returned to, you know, they've done their first lockdown, they've returned to normal life, they're blown out, and they're like Italy and the mm. US right now, where infections climb every day and deaths are in the hundreds of thousands. We've avoided that and it's been so difficult. Oh God, it's been awful. But the I guess what we've saved in terms of human life is is remarkable. So mm. I'm really proud of us as a state, but you can't you can't just focus on the pride you have to also navigate and acknowledge the loss and there's been so much loss yeah i'm also i'm actually not going to miss different states telling me how to cope oh with my that. god fuck off <laughs> south australia you smug fucking bitches oh do you know i've got so we've got so many beautiful friends and family in uh brisbane and they'll send through photos of like them at the at the pool and uh, I just feel like just I dying. can't swim guys. Fucking stop bullying me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I just, just really... do butterfly stroke <laughs> fucking show off. Claire needs a floaty stat. <laughs> 
Then there's I so I feel like there's gotta be there's you know, people will send like things to be like, Hey, like hang in there, Brian, you are like, I'm sure it's really hard and I've hated that. I'm like, you don't say sure it's really hard because you don't actually know. No, no fucking do idea. Oh in, but they can't win, like there's no, nothing they, they can say. If they like said nothing, a, you'd be like, They're fucking smug bitches yeah, have forgotten. It's us. like talking to a pregnant woman, exactly. like you cannot win. It's like talking to you. What do you mean? Cannot win. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Why do you talk to me? But Bron, if you could do it again, would you do anything differently? I think, no, well, <laughs> look, there's, I, this lockdown didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to, even though I did, look, I didn't anticipate it to go this long, but I didn't expect it to be this different or mm. how it was. I thought I'd do a little bit more comedy stuff, mm. but I've actually been quite happy. I, I didn't like, I didn't like the Zoom stuff. I did it once. Um, oh, I think once just a comedy you came and I watched came it. And you, silence you, and no video and it was excruciating because all of the pe- people are performing. It's not meant to be on video. No, but people are performing to like just basically silence or like yeah. so, uh, the people who are, are not muted. Ha 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 ha! And this is that singular laugh that's worse than worse than a no laugh. No, <laughs> Don't laugh, Chris. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> And so it's so it was actually I, and so I was like okay I'm not gonna do that again. There was a number of times that I could have done a few more, but I was like I just can not do that. So comedy was different for me in that way. And then I've had to like just do like I've been doing a bit of writing and you know decided to have another baby, which has been cooked. And uh, would I do anything differently? Um, no, I don't know. I actually don't think so. Mm. What would you do differently? Yeah, I thought I thought about this question as well. And again, I don't. Well, I'd prefer that there wasn't a global pandemic. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? If we're just talking about, I, I think one thing I would have done is just enjoyed the space and the time with my kids a little bit more. It took me a long time to be okay with how messy my house is and how mm. much washing I have to do. But how? You worked so much. Yeah, but it was always that choice, right? Like in the evening, do I hang out with my kids? Do I do get ahead with the housework? And for too long, I chose the latter. But I don't know. Like I've I've become comfortable and content with myself in a way that I've never been before. I've opened up my heart and, and experienced what it feels like to grow love for somebody else again, which has been really incredible to know that's a possibility for me. I've... Are you proposing to me again? <laughs> I love you. Bob. I'm sick of this. <laughs> oh my god, that baby's our baby. <laughs> Get off my me. son. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I don't know. Like, I, and I don't know if I would have gotten to this point with myself if I hadn't experienced all of those really challenging, really tough things. And so, no, what a wonderful thing we've both been through. Fucking hell. Victoria's been through hell, but we wouldn't change it. I mean, we'd change with the virus if we could be like, smash it. I don't know, Claire. It's kind of grown on me. I've had a lot of (laughs) self-development. What a guy. (laughs) But we have learned a lot, and we wanted to share some things with you about what we thought this journey would be like Mm. and what it isn't. Yeah, so this is called our top 10 learning curves of 2020. Go on, kick it off. I will. So stop talking. It's my turn now. <laughs> Getting pregnant in a pandemic might seem like a great idea, but it's actually the worst one yet. 
Instead of mouth vomiting because of your colleague's microwaved egg sandwich, you get to cry because you can never leave the house and get to make morning tea four times a day. <laughs> Such a fun party. <laughs> Learning curve two. Getting separated in the pandemic might seem like a great idea, but the timing makes it the worst one yet. Instead of crying into jugs of mulled wine with your friends, you get to watch Gilmore Girls back to back mm. while weeping into cold porridge while you lie on Tinder about your fitness levels. Yes, <laughs> I am so fit. I'm athletic. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm five foot eleven. <laughs> I'm 18. I speak Russian. <laughs> I'm an economist. <laughs> you will think you are going to get fit in a pandemic. Oh, yes. <laughs> but walking to the fridge by the end of it will puff you out. You think that you are going to connect with your children in, in a pandemic, but walking away from them all day long will puff you <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Back off, kids. Yeah, stop following me. I said I'm a stranger. <laughs> you think you will clean out every cupboard in your house, but by the end of the pandemic, you'll be so bored that you find yourself kicking balls of lint down the hallway. And do you think you will clean out your soul, mm. but by the end you will be so broken that you find yourself kicking the tatters of your marriage <laughs> down the hallway. <laughs> Don't lint, Wally. <laughs> He's lint. He's lint. <laughs> you will think... You'll perfect the world's best sourdough, but after a week of scrubbing dried dough off the kitchen bench, you will willingly throw your entire oven out and start claiming you're hypersensitive to gluten. Oh, I'm a celiac. <laughs> I'm Stevie. Blah, blah, blah. Don't make me get diarrhea. <laughs> you think that you'll grow a magical edible kitchen garden, but after a week of weeding, you'll give up and start cultivating piles of rubbish in the hope that moist heaps will grow magic mushrooms so that you can psychedelically escape this living hell. Is that why your lounge room looks like that? Exactly. Fucking I'm trying to grow drugs. <laughs> very, what a mum. Very bored. <laughs> You'll think that you'll reconnect with all of your friends via letters, Spoonville and FaceTime. But by the end, you'll have forgotten the names of everyone who doesn't live in your house and hate the fact that you still know the names of everyone that lives in your house. <laughs> I still don't know your kid's last name. <laughs> Neither do I. It's, it's so hard. It's so polished. It's so confusing. You'll think that you'll reconnect with all of your hopes and dreams, cultivating lost hobbies and working toward your bucket list, but instead you'll weep in a tepid bath spill a whole bag of peanut M&Ms into the soapy water, fish them out with rainbow-dyed fingers, and eat them anyway. Was that specific? <laughs> it's weirdly specific. I feel like that actually happened to me. Like all things that are about us. <laughs> it's weird. It's like this is a personal podcast. No, no. These are all written in by obviously very sad strangers. Sad fiction. Sad, sad ladies out there. But I don't think this is actually... Some of these weren't necessarily... Um, specifically only Victorians. My brother texted me the other day. He's moved to a very posh part in Adelaide because mm. he's a posh, posh, posh lady these days. And he was eating a spelt crumpet. And there were, the whole cafe was full of ladies in active wear. And he fell, he dropped his um, crumpet onto the ground and it landed face down. And he picked it up off the cafe ground and all the ladies were staring at him. And he 
continued to eat it. But how is it spelled? Like C R U M P E T. It was spelled Spell it out, you idiot! Spell it out. You're the worst prep teacher ever. It's spelled crumpet. Why did he spell it? Another thing I've learned is Claire is an actual idiot. I speak Russian. For those who live in Victoria, well done. For everyone else, get fucked. For everyone else, please, like, keep your patronising texts up your asshole. We are sick of them. We're sick of you. We're making our own country. But we are very jealous of you, and we hope one day that you'll welcome us back to Australia. Please just let us back into Australia. Fucking smug assholes. God. Everyone's like, everyone can come here except Victorians. Like we so really fucked it up. We're like the lady who found me in the lift. Half a fuck Saint Sandra. <laughs> Teacher, it's fucking Pilates. It's Sunday morning, we're trying to stretch. All those are clothes. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Oh. Oh, at the end of lockdown we've gone absolutely mad and we love you all we love you all thank you for listening to episode 31 what 31 what it's almost as old as I'm not <laughs> much older oh. alright we will speak to you guys soon love you bye, bye. bye.